Now, a lie, they say, can travel halfway around the world before the truth even has its boots on. Well, with two referendums, as well as local and European elections happening in Ireland this year and a general election on the horizon, the threat posed by the spread of false information online has never been higher. The new Electoral Commission here is considering following Australia's lead in setting up a register of disinformation which aims to debunk commonly spread falsehoods about the electoral process. Well, I've been speaking with Tom Rogers. He is Australia's Electoral Commissioner and I asked him to explain what Australia's disinformation register is and how it works. The disinformation register is one part of what we call our reputation management strategy. Uh, And it's where we put online things that we think are false, uh, deliberately misleading about the process of voting. I need to be very clear here, Justin, that we don't censor anybody. We're not the arbiters of truth. Um, As you know, any election or referendum is a contest of ideas, but it's our job to defend the process. So when someone puts something up about the process that's wrong, we think our job is to defend that uh, and we whack it up on the disinformation register Part of that is not just putting out the information that we think is wrong, but also talking about what we've done about it. Um, And it's been very successful. We've uh, run it since the 2022 election. We ran it for our very recent referendum. We run it for by-elections. It's also being copied by some of the Australian state electoral commissions. It seems to be working very well. So can you give me an example then of the, the type of thing that would appear on your register? Yes, certainly. Um, Some of them are generic and we get them all the time, um, such as the Australian Electoral Commission urges you to use pencils so that they can erase your ballot um, through to very specific ones that, um, for example, the 2022 election, uh, there was a a fake uh, story about a large number of discarded ballot papers being found in a bin in an Australian town and um, things like we are... Uh, supporting one party or we're running a corrupt system or that uh, the election is not valid. Um, Justin, don't ask me about that one. It's a fairly deep conspiracy that would take us three hours to go through, but many things like that. And, and all of all of these entries on your register, they all relate to the voting process, but, but there, is, there is lots of misinformation and disinformation circulating... Uh, online and on social media channels. Um, so if it's not related to the voting process, do you do anything about it? So, uh, Justin, as you know, elections ever since the beginning of time have been a contest of ideas and one person's truth is another person's mistruth. Um, if a politician says something like, uh, forgive this poor example, vote for me because our healthcare policy is better, that's a judgment. Um, and we certainly don't get involved in that. Um, what we are required to do under our legislation is to make sure that all uh, political advertising is appropriately authorised so that citizens can make up their own mind uh, about the validity of that information and where it comes from. Uh, at the same time, I might just point out we've run a very large national campaign since 2019 um, that is designed to make people think about the source of the information they're consuming. It's called Stop and Consider. Very cost-effective. It's getting about 20% recognition in the community, and it really is helping people change the way they consume their information as well. So the disinfo register is great, but it's only one part of a very broad suite of things that we do. 
Uh, and it is obviously limited as well, isn't it? I mean, there are limitations to it. For example, if, if a candidate was to put up uh, false information about the issue of vaccines or immigration, that's not something that, that, that you would decide to correct. That's, that, is, that is correct, Justin. There is our parliament's discussing that at the moment. Uh, and there is some speculation that they're going to introduce what I would call truth in advertising uh, at election time. And there's also some speculation that the Electoral Commission will be the body that ends up doing that. I've said publicly it's not something that we seek uh, because you're making judgment calls about what people are saying. It will really jeopardise the neutrality of the Commission if we're starting to make judgment calls about the truth of political advertising. It's a very complex area. Um, and so, again, what we've done, we make sure the stuff is authorised. Uh, we have our disinformation register. Um, we run our stop and consider campaign. We've also established a thing called AECTV, which is effectively a collection of about 200 YouTube videos. Whenever someone does say something wrong about the voting process or about the AEC, not only do we put it on the disinformation register, frequently we'll develop a quick two-minute video and put that up. Uh, to explain the process as well. Okay. And and if if false information which appears on your register then continues to circulate on social media platforms, is there anything you can do about that? I mean, do you make contact with the social media companies and ask them to take it down? We do, Justin. Um, that's a developing area, probably exactly the same uh, for you in Ireland. Um, the last couple of years, we've noticed an, a decrease in the willingness of the social media companies to remove content. Uh, I think there's been a sort of a global disinvestment by the social media companies in their fact-checking teams, um, but we still maintain very close contact with them. We do ask them to remove information, particularly um, stuff, again, that relates to the voting process or the safety of our staff. Uh, and we work with them before every event, uh, before the 2022 election, we had Many of them sign a social media protocol, uh, but a lot of that is voluntary and relies on the relationships between the AEC, uh, my body, uh, and those social media companies. Okay, so you don't actually have then statutory powers to force them to remove material, which is which which you know to be false. That's correct. Um, I, I would say they've actually been generally okay at removing the stuff that we point out. For us, it is about calling out information, putting it on the disinformation register, trying to get that uh, information removed by the social media organisations, which has been mostly successful to date. Who then determines what information makes it onto uh, the disinformation register and, and what information doesn't? Uh, we have an internal process, as you could imagine. We really have an incredibly active social media presence, Justin. It, it's huge. I think just at the referendum, I think we had 145,000 tags of our stuff to social media. Um, and so quite often people will come to me and say, this thing has surfaced either in mainstream media or social media. We think it's false. We have a small committee. We'll immediately look at it. Um, and then we'll make the decision to put that on the disinformation register. We're very cautious, again, because I don't want the Electoral Commission to be criticised for censorship because it's not our role. Um, and so we really do try and focus narrowly on the process 
and defend the process, which I think is what our role is. You obviously set up this uh, disinformation register because uh, you recognise that disinformation is a problem. How much of a problem is it? And I mean, would you categorise it as a, a real threat to democracy? Justin, it's an incredibly big threat uh, to global democracy. I, I remember in, I think it was in the 20s, one of Australia's um, most famous generals from World War One was approached by a bunch of people during the Depression asking him to lead a military coup, and he said, no way. He said, the future for Australia lies in the ballot box and an educated electorate. Well, getting the educated electorate is critical, uh, and mis- and disinformation is a direct threat to that. It, it is absolutely on the rise, and it's deeply concerning. How many staff do you have working on this issue? Uh, well, our agency, um, on any given day, we have a nationally distributed agency. We've got about 800 people. That grows to about 100,000 at election time. Um, I would say on any given day, we've probably got uh, anywhere to about a dozen people who are either working on our social media process or on our defending democracy process. And there's a, a link between those two. And that's growing. Um, Justin, as I mentioned, the defending democracy unit we only set up uh, in 2022 um, it, it's the thing we all need to watch to make sure that citizens are able to make up their mind uh, and understand where information is coming from, uh, and also to defend the, the trustworthiness of the process. We think we've been pretty successful. Uh, they've just published at the end of last year the trust survey for the Commonwealth of Australia, about 20 agencies, public sector agencies. We are number one for both trust and satisfaction. But that's been a lot of work working on things like this about disinformation and defending the process. It's so critical. That was Tom Rogers, Australia's Electoral Commissioner, speaking to me earlier. We'll talk to the Social Democrats leader, Holly Kearns, next. 